You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Locked on Lions, Locked on Podcast Network on a Tuesday, November the 16th and a Wednesday, November 17th. Matt Derry with you talking Detroit Lions football. Yes, indeed, the Lions have a new kicker. Oh, wait, they've got two new kickers. We'll get into the transaction wire today and what the Lions did, which was the right move getting rid of Ryan Santoso as they get ready for their game in Cleveland against the Browns coming up on Sunday. Also... Taylor Decker spoke out yesterday. I don't know where some of this slander and hate on Taylor Decker is talking about. Um, I have an idea, but he was a little bit angry yesterday that his name ever came up in trade rumors. We'll get into that momentarily on the show as well. And I heard something last night on the Monday Night Football broadcast. Well, actually, to be quite honest, I watched the Manning cast But this was an audio clip that I've heard on Twitter of Steve Levy that I think might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard on a a football broadcast. We'll get into that as well here on a Tuesday edition of Locked On Lions. Thanks for making Locked On Lions your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. My name is Matt Derry. If you're new to the show, welcome in. We bring you opinions. We bring you guests, numbers, stats, all of that. On the show each and every day here on Locked On Lions, you can find me on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, D E R Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions, and also the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. Jeff Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Browns podcast, will join us on Thursday for the uh, crossover, which of course we do each and every Thursday leading up to the game for the Lions uh, wherever they play. Think about this for a second. Got a little um, uh, statistic for you. The Lions are 0-8-1. We know this. It's been a rough year. They are heading to Cleveland Sunday where the Browns sit at 5-5. Heard something about, well, you know, the Lions are playing better. And, you know, they look better than they did two weeks ago against Philly and everything else. And they're getting close. They're getting close. And I agree that Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell need to be given a lengthy rope here because of what they inherited. But think about this for a second. Moral victories and close losses. we got to be careful if there's signs of improvement when it comes to quality of coaching and quality of organization and everything else. you got to be careful not to take too much into account a tie against the Steelers as a moral victory. Remember, in 2001, the Lions started out 0-3 under rookie head coach Marty Morningwig and rookie general manager Matt Millen. They lost and lost badly at Green Bay, at Cleveland, the Ty Detmer 7-interception game. I was there. And then shut out at home 35-0 against the Rams. The Lions then that season proceeded, and this is my crack research staff reminding me of this, the Lions then proceeded to lose their next nine games that year by eight points or less. The 0-1 Lions set an NFL record for the most consecutive losses with a final margin that was one score or less. 
They lost those nine games by a margin of like minus 4.3 points per game. Right? They finally won in week 13 when they beat the Minnesota Vikings 27-24 against Todd Bauman. And then we all kind of know, right, how the Morningweg era ended and even the Millen era ended. But I just wanted to remember, remind you of, hey, moral victories. Hey, this thing's getting better. Here's the bottom line. The Lions at some point, and I don't think it's going to be this week, but maybe Thanksgiving Day, they've got to start winning some games. We can't sit here and talk about moral victories because if we go back to 01, we go back to 08, stuff like that, it's not going to mean a hill of beans to you, the fans. There's got to be improvement, but there has to be wins too. I didn't expect a lot of wins this year. Said it before, I'll say it again. I thought this was a four-win football team. Four. So... Got to see some wins. Just cautioning those in the moral victory category. Hey, they tied the Steelers. I get it. All right, they didn't get hammered. They didn't get smoked. They didn't lose. But remember 01, remember 08, and stuff like that when we're talking about this team. Brad Holmes should not, N-O-T, not get a free pass for how he and his front office staff have handled the kicking situation this season for the Lions. Today, the Lions released Ryan Santoso. He of the missed extra point. He of the missed 48-yard field goal in overtime against Pittsburgh this last week. Santoso is out. The only reason Ryan Santoso was kicking was because Austin Seibert is hurt. Seibert's been the best of the lot for the Lions. But if you recall, the team was talking to Matt Prater about coming back. But Prater got two years from the Arizona Cardinals. My sources told me a long time ago the Lions only offered one, then tried to come back with a second year, and Prater was already heading to Arizona where his wife is from. Austin Seibert has been pretty good for the Lions. I think he's made 10 out of 12 field goals. But he's been hurt. But remember, Randy Bullock... Matthew Wright, Zane Gonzalez, Austin Seibert, Ryan Santoso. Today they have signed two more kickers. That's six and seven. Riley Patterson, a rookie out of Memphis, who is going to be their kicker, and Aldrich Rosas, the ex-giant Jaguar saint. So they now have had seven kickers this year. Why not just bring back Prater? Why didn't you just give Prater whatever he wanted? Oh, but the salary cap. Come on. This has been a joke. Riley Patterson has been signed off the Patriots practice squad, meaning when you sign a player to the active roster off another team's practice squad, they've got to play in at least three games. So he will be the kicker for the next three weeks. Riley Patterson uh, made 64 of 83 field goal attempts across four seasons with Memphis, including a career long of 56 yards. Again, he comes over from the Patriots. 
He was originally with the Vikings, uh, suffered an undisclosed injury, landed him on injury reserve, was released on an injury settlement, and joined the Patriots last month. He's your new kicker. Don't know much about Riley Patterson, but there you go. Aldrick Rosas. Oh, by the way, Randy Bullock and Zane Gonzalez have both been NFC special, AFC and NFC special teams players of the week this year. Bullock with the Titans and Gonzalez with the Cardinals. <laughs> Yet the Lions can't get a, a, a an extra point made that would have beaten the Steelers this past week. Uh, Aldrick Rosas comes over from the Saints. He was released back on October the fifth. Um. He was there this year for a cup of coffee. Spent three years with the Giants, 17, 18, 19. Uh, had a really good year in 2018. Made 32 out of 33 fuel goals uh, and 31 out of 32 extra points. He last kicked for the uh, in uh, for the Jaguars. He was in 2020. He was 8 out of 11. 26 years of age out of uh, Southern Oregon. So he's now on the practice squad. So he's the backup kicker to Riley Patterson in case something happens to Patterson. But again, Patterson has to kick for the Lions for the next three weeks because he's coming off of another team's practice squad. Austin Seibert could be back. Who knows? But this has been a revolving door uh, of kickers here. Uh, Ryan Santoso gone. Veteran receiver Geronimo Allison also gone to make room for these two guys. Okay. Kicking situation's been a shit show. It really has. All right, coming up next, Taylor Decker speaks out. Found this to be interesting. Uh, first, in life, we're all bound for different things. With beachbound.com vacations, you can be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness. Bound for immersion, bound for rejuvenation, or maybe you're bound for encountering the unexpected. Personally, when I'm at the beach resort or at a beach resort, I'm bound to end up at the poolside bar or maybe creating my own taco flight. As long as I've got a good view and a good drink in my hand, I'll be as good as I can be. And with Beachbound.com, you can find the perfect beach vacation for you. That's Beachbound.com. No matter what you're looking for, they're great. What are you bound for? Visit Beachbound, B-E-A-C-H-B-O-U-N-D dot com today. All right, so yesterday Taylor Decker spoke to the media at a really good game the other day at left tackle, right tackle, when a Sewell played well. And Decker, you know, is a favorite of the beat writers. Uh, a lot of them really enjoy Decker talking. Decker is a leader on this team. He's a captain. Uh, of course, signed uh, recently to a five-year extension, so he's not going anywhere. I think Mike Valeni at 97 won the ticket is the best sports talk host in town. I don't think it's close. And Mike brought up the point a while back when Panay Sewell was playing well at left tackle and Decker was injured. Hey, why not the Lions clean house and trade somebody like Decker if Sewell is going to be your left tackle? I really didn't see this as something of a bash session at all on Taylor Decker. Uh, there might have been some others that made some comments, but I don't really listen to a lot of the others. I said if a team was going to come calling for Taylor Decker to listen, because the Lions are in a rebuild, but would I rather have Taylor Decker at left tackle and Panay Sewell at right tackle? I said that weeks ago, and I'll say it again. Yes. 
Panay Sewell was drafted to be the right tackle. He had to move to the left tackle when Decker got hurt and broke his uh, hand at the start of the year. But the Lions are going to be better off with Decker at left tackle and Sewell at right tackle because you don't want to worry about those guys. And we saw this past week, Decker's pretty damn good. Maybe not an elite left tackle, but pretty darn good. And Sewell played maybe his best game of the year outside of week one. But Taylor Decker was asked about, hey, did you hear any rumblings and rumors when you were out? And he didn't particularly like that. Take a listen to this, courtesy of DetroitLions.com. Um, well, frankly, I feel like the narrative of negativity surrounding my name uh, all year pretty much has been bullshit. Um, I don't feel like it's been deserved. Um, you know, I do feel like people within the building, and I do feel like a lot of fans um, appreciate me and what I can do for this team. And there's Taylor Decker. I, 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 you know, he's dropping the BS line. He's not happy about it. I, I really didn't see it as a big diss on him. And if anybody was dissing Taylor Decker, shame on them. He's a good football player. You, you talk about going into next season where you're going to need to see more improvement, and you want to have Ragnow, Decker, Jackson, Vitai, and Sewell up front to get you started. Yes, I'm all in for that. This organization is building from the inside out. Just look at the first three draft, pick, uh, the draft picks. Look at what Brad Holmes did. He drafted Sewell, Onzerike, and McNeil. All linemen. And the running game looked really good this past Sunday. So I guess Taylor Decker can be upset, but I didn't see it as much of a diss of Taylor Decker as I saw people, Mike and others, speculating, hey, look, Accumulate more draft picks. Clean house more. Not necessarily a Decker diss track, but okay. I've always liked Taylor Decker. I I never thought he was an elite player. He's never been a pro bowler, so let's be fair. He's a good, solid player. If a team was going to come with the Kings' ransom, you have to listen when you're 0-8-1. That doesn't mean people think Taylor Decker sucks. Not at all. Speaking of sucks... Steve Levy, Monday Night Football announcer. (laughs) You're not going to want to miss this. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day here on Lockdown Lions. You can find us on all platforms. Lions fans, Matt Derry here with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. We've been telling you about it. It's called GetUpside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. You just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. To get a bonus, $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN. All right, so last night, the MVP and savior of the league, Matthew Stafford, and the Rams got housed by the uh, uh, San Francisco 49ers. 
It's a thing of beauty, actually, to be honest. Um, I'm sorry. I'm rooting against the Rams because I'm tired of the media narrative on Stafford. And I'm tired of the Rams being like America's team now. They go out and get Von Miller and um, uh, Odell. They're like the Brooklyn Nets. Anyway, last night, fourth quarter, the Niners led 24-7. to They were at the 40-yard line of the Rams. And it was fourth down. And for some odd, it was like fourth and six. And Steve Levy on ESPN's Monday Night Football, you know I'm a big Lewis Riddick fan. I think Steve Levy and Brian Greasy are terrible. And I watch the Manning cast. I don't even watch the regular broadcast. But you have to hear this audio clip, courtesy of ESPN. Steve Levy last night making a comment about the analytics of going for it or punting, and it makes absolutely no sense. You got to hear this. Listen to this audio clip, uh, and then we'll comment on it. The analytics community says to punt in this spot, but they're going on fourth and five from the LA 40. Garoppolo going across, and Samuel breaking away. Touchdown, 49ers. And Garoppolo doesn't care what the analytics community says now. What on earth was that? The analytics community says you should punt here. No, it's the opposite. (laughs) First of all, I don't know what the analytics community is. Does anybody know what that is? The analytics community? (laughs) Is there like a president of the analytics community? Is this like Del Boca Vista? Where's Morty Seinfeld? Shuffleboard. Is Kramer coming down there? Like, what? what's going on here? The analytics community says you should punt here. Steve, you have no idea what you're talking about. This is the same broadcast that two weeks ago uh, on Monday Night Football, I believe it was Brian Greasy said, and I don't remember the teams that were playing, somebody tied the game. I think it was the Bears. Was it Bears and Steelers? And the Bears tied the game. And Brian Greasy's like, maybe they should go for two here. It's a tie game, jackass. They're going to kick the extra point and go up by one. Why would they go for two? What? Like, that broadcast is bad. Like, ESPN, they've made so many changes to Monday Night Football. Remember, Mike Tirico left, and it was Tirico and Gruden, and then Gruden left, and Sean McDonough was in, and then that didn't work, and Sean's awesome. But Sean had had enough. He basically left on his own. And then they tried... uh, um, uh, uh, Joe Tessitore and Booger McFarlane and Jason Witten. It's been a disaster. And now you got a guy calling the game that doesn't know football. Steve Levy's talking about the analytics community punting? What? No, the analytics community would be saying go for it. What are you talking about? He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's not even that good. Steve Levy to me is a great hockey studio analyst. I... Or a studio host. How did he get the Monday Night Football gig? (laughs) I don't get it. Like Monday Night Football is legendary. Howard Cosell, Al Michaels, Tarico, and now it's like (laughs) the hockey guy, uh, Brian Greasy, who I don't think knows what is any is any good on TV. Hey, 1997 legend around here. All you know, great college quarterback. Is anybody watching the game going, man, Brian Greasy's really good. I don't. I like Lewis Riddick. I've always been a Lou Riddick uh, slappy, so 
But that broadcast, I, the analytics community, what was that? All right, folks, that's a Tuesday edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Kickers 6 and 7 are in. Thanks for making us your first listen. You have a great night.